Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth WTA podcast. That's right, folks. We're back to our roots and talking a little ladies tennis tonight. Spread, unfortunately, is not going to be here. He is out um, being a good man in the world, taking care of one of his buddies who had a little too much to drink. He's in an Uber right now getting a car. Jorge, I'm sure that you've had to do that more than once in your life. Um, if I'm being honest, I'm usually the buddy more so than <laughs> the friend. I remember in university one day I, uh, I was at the campus bar, got there at probably 1.30 after class, uh, drank my face off, and by 5 p.m. I was calling my uh, – I had my car in the parking lot uh, in student parking and uh, had to call my buddy to cab over and drive me home at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I was so wasted. But, yeah, I've been involved in those situations, put it that way. Well, good luck to spread and be careful, everybody. Make sure if you've had too much to drink, you, ha- you call your good friend instead of trying to drive yourself home. But let's talk a little tennis. The Asian swing is swinging. Let's start with our recap. We'll start in Nanchang, where we did get one of our outrights here in the finals. Elena Rybakina at 14-1 to um, makes it here in the final against Rebecca Peterson. Peterson, a pretty decent favorite. I think I saw minus 180 last mm-hmm. time I looked. Does that sound about right to you? No. Not at all. Uh, Rubikina is a, f- a very good young player. I always, I don't always confuse them, but they, uh, in a way, they remind me of each other. Anna Blinkova and uh, and Rubikina. Um, and I think Pedersen's got a very consistent game. Uh, she's she can mix up the serves nicely uh, with placement, and that those will get her some free points. But I think this is much closer to a pick, much closer to a pick em. And you know, we talk about it. We're not afraid to play an outright, and then if there's value say, screw it, we're doubling down. I know I've seen you do it on Twitter, and I'll do it if there's value, and I'm going to do it again here. Yeah, I I like that play. I kind of wimped out, to be honest. I'm worried about Rybakina's serve. She really struggled. I got to watch some of that Peng match, and that's just blazoned in my brain. But excited for Rybakina's chances. I'm looking here through some of the rest of it. You know, any other names you wanted to touch on here? Um, You know, Lin Zhu played some nice tennis. We saw Zhang retire, something to keep track of. Um, yeah, through Jin Yu She Wong saved me money there, match. eh? That's right. Golubic seems like she's interested in playing tennis. Lynette, um, that was a fun match against Peterson. I actually got to watch a little bit. The three-setter, uh, Peterson wins the tiebreaker in the third. Uh, Nina Stojanovic showing us she can do it on uh, hard courts and not just clay. Um, I thought that was an interesting little run for her, but um, a nice little tournament and good to have Rybakina in the final. What do you think? Yeah, I can't complain. Uh, can't complain with that. I, I tailed you on that. I think we also... All kind of uh, liked it somewhat, so you know that curse of the the net worth consensus didn't strike this time, and I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> We've got an all Japan final in Hiroshima. Hibino, who I've been on, you know, a few times this week, plays Doi. I always like that when you get to see two uh, women playing in a final in their home country. The line here is pretty close. I think I, I have Hibino. I got her at plus 106. I've seen it. I think at plus 100 and minus 105 at a few places. Do you have any thoughts in the final here? Yeah, I'm going to stay away. But you know what? Good for whoever wins this. Um, we can make fun of the tournament field. We can make fun of it. But this is big for both of them, um, whoever wins it. You know, a WTA title and 280 points for these two is is a significant kind of uh, achievement and will and will help them both uh, immensely uh, in, in trying to get into better tournaments and moving up the rankings. So good, good on them, uh, whoever wins. Are you disappointed in Kuder Matova? Do you feel let down? Are we mad at her? Yeah, I mean, man, it's... It, Everything cleared perfectly for her too. It looked like such a beautiful uh, outright, and there, it, like, there was no even need to, even though you could hedge, probably starting early, uh, and, and still squeeze profit out of it. But it's just the the numbers didn't dictate that you needed to hedge. And I thought that you know she continued. She looked good in her her her, uh, her, for her first match there, and I think that um, uh, I think we continue to see bookies undervalue her. I've never seen like I've, I've said a few times this season. I've never seen books take so long to catch up on a player in their evaluation and the way they price her. Um, as they do with Kudermatova, she looked solid against Lepchenko, dominated, looked very good against Mikhail. Uh, I watched that, uh, the majority of that match, and once she took the uh, the tie break after some shakiness in the first set, she really settled and Mikhail couldn't handle it. I bet her against Siegmund. I doubled down uh, on the minus three and a half games, and though she needed three sets, uh, she, she still covered by a game and a half. Uh, plenty of value was there, so um, you know I, I think I profited decently with her this week, despite losing the outright. It's just disappointing we didn't uh, we didn't see her get by Doi and uh, and compete in that final, where probably uh, you know I, I it depends on the price again, but you know you could have found a, a potential hedging opportunity there against Abino. 
Yeah, I don't know what the price was against Doi, but there was definitely some value, and I don't think either one of us ever considered it. Um, looking through here, Van Utvank won two matches. Buzarnescu playing some nice tennis this week. I wonder if we'll see her stay healthy and, and kind of keep playing well through this Asian swing. Um, Potapova got knocked out in the first round, kind of funny. And Siegmund showed some life. That's always fun. Um, but not too much else for me from this tournament. Any other thoughts on Hiroshima? Uh, no, but is Siegmund now back to the player currently known as Laura Siegmund for you? Um, we'll see. We'll think about that. I don't know if she's playing <laughs> oh. this upcoming week, but I'll make that decision in live if she's in one of these two tournaments. I don't think she is, but she's <laughs> and, approaching uh, closer. Well, three, but we just don't have anything for Guangzhou tonight to, uh, to talk true. about. But um, I wanted to touch as well. You mentioned uh, uh, Peng Shui, um, who is a player who I believe, yes, Grand Slam champion and, you know, aged and now is back. And she's had a nice, she had a nice little run this week. Which was nice to see, and we had a, we had some news this week regarding a few former uh, retirees uh, returning to tennis next year. That's right. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, Kim. I mean, the big one, uh, obviously. You know, Kim Kleister. Sorry to be overshadowed by Tatiana Golovin. Um, no, but <laughs> but Kim Kleister's coming back to tennis. How fun will that be? I can't wait to fade her against the first teenager she plays. She's going to be Absolutely. like minus four hundred against like Potapova or somebody like that, and they're just going to jump all over that. But, you know, I guess it'll be fun. We'll see if she's in shape. We'll see if she's still pretty mentally strong. You know, she's obviously one of the better tennis players ever to play the game, and it's always fun to have those people in our lives. But um, struggling to wonder what kind of shape she'll be in. So, interesting by, to see. By the way, Peng Shui, naughty singles Grand Slam champion, only doubles. Yeah, um, I thought she'd won a Wimbledon, but that was only in doubles. So, But she is uh, she's a former world number one in doubles as well, something that uh, I find pretty interesting. Zhang Zhao, the bigger tournament this week. We've got Pliskova and Martic in the final. Um, flipping through here. You know, actually, let's start with the final. This seems like a pretty close match to me. I was thinking about possibly taking Martic. I saw, I think, plus 165, maybe plus 170 somewhere. Decided to pass. Do you have any thoughts, any plays here for you? Man, I, I went against Martic with Mladenovic, and that did not go well for me. Um, and I didn't even get the best of the price because I was worried about Pinnacle and their tardy posting. So I, uh, I took the plus 132 available at Unibet. That one ended up not being a good price and getting killed. So uh, I, I'm going to say far away here. I like Pliskova. I don't think my handicap on Martic this week has been uh, has been all there. So uh, I'm going to stay away and, and catch the match in the morning before the Arsenal match. I'm going to wake up, have some coffee, and uh, probably watch that on on uh, my uh, WTA TV. What do you call it? Uh, on Demand. Out of respect for spread and his good deed, we'll skip over the ostapenko Sabalenka match. Um, Svitolina, what did you think about her this week? She played, got it out a tough match against Putin Seva and then lost in three sets to Moldenovic. Um, any thoughts from you on her last week? Yeah, you know what? Um, I think Kiki played some incredible tennis in that third set, so all the credit to her. Uh, Svitolina tried to fight it back from from being down three love and she she uh from there she only lost six three in the third but uh yeah that was a tough set she ran into a very very hot player uh and Mladenovic had a good week credit her for that too so um you know not not too disappointed Putin save it can take sets off literally literally anyone we've seen her do it to Pliskova we almost saw her beat Pliskova earlier this year she's now doing it to Svitolina she's someone who gets up for those top 10 players so I, I I'm never going to look at a, a, a drop set to Putin Seva and, and, you know, pretend like the sky is falling. Alina's made two uh, slam semifinals this year. Previously, she had never been past the quarters. Uh, so I am not unhappy at all. Sophia Cannon continues to struggle against bigger hitters and bigger players. Loses three sets oh to Pliskova. Um, kind of getting, starting to get concerned about this. I need to pull it up. I didn't think about it till right when I was looking at it. But she's lost to Pliskova. She's lost to Keys. I'm trying to think. There's one other big hitter, I think, that knocked her out recently. I wonder if there's a little bit of limitation in her game and if she needs to kind of find Andreescu before Keys. Um, Speaking of hitters that have knocked her out of tournaments, I think Andreescu's done it a pair of times this year. Yep, Andreescu yeah. once this year. I think once actually. Yastrzemska got her. Before, met Keys twice. Yastrzemska um, got her. Yeah. So, I have to wonder if there's some limitations there. I wonder. Well, she's she's obviously Russian, American. I'm saying I'm using air quotes here because it's an audio. Right. And Svitolina is Ukrainian, which are bordering countries. And uh, John Joe's always said Svitolina can't beat the big hitters. Well, now, you know, may maybe John Joe's going to call uh, Sofia Kennan <laughs> Mini Svitolina. What do you think? I Mini think Lina. Whatever, I Mini think Lina. He is, he's loving this. <laughs> he's basking in it. 
He's soaking it in. Um, nothing else, I think. Oh, you know what? Tomjanovic played some nice tennis. We always like yes. uh, to, to be on her. She seems to be a little underpriced in the market, so it was fun to see her win a couple matches. Um, mm-hmm. But nothing else for me in Zhangzhou. Are you ready to jump into next week? Absolutely. We'll start in Seoul in South Korea. Um, looking back here at some of the past winners, Kiki Burton's last year won in three cents against the aforementioned Tom Lujanovic. Ostapenko in 2017 over Haddad Mai. Uh, Ara Barena in 2016 over Nicolescu. Begu over Sasnovich. Mm. Pliskova the Greater over Lepchenko. Um, you know, not a ton of big names here in the winners as I look no back kidding. through. But um, let's see who we've got this week. We'll go top half, bottom half since we've got a smaller tournament. Sakari's the one seed. Tomlianovic is the five seed. They bookend the top half of the draw. We've got Bedosa. We've got Teichman, Bonaventure, Pagula, Wang Yafan, Mahova, maybe Machova, maybe Mukova. I don't know. Let us know if you do. Van Utvank, Ostapenko, Buzarnescu. So not a huge set of names here, but a lot of fun players. Do you see any value in this top half? Uh, I want to uh, first preface this by saying, you know, we're, we look a lot at about 365 odds on outrights. Uh, generally, that's... Just about the only thing you can find value-wise on their tennis. But um, it's very, if, if you are in Canada or, or, or in, the, you know, England or somewhere that has access to both Bet365 and Unibet, compare and contrast the prices because the favorites at uh, Bet365 are uh, Mahova and Suckery at 7 and 8 to 1. At Unibet, Suckery is 3.33 to 1. <laughs> And Mahova is four and a half to one, and Ostapenko six to one. Alexandrova eight to one. I mean, the numbers are so different. Oh my gosh! And we were talking about. I said I don't mind the Paulo Bedosa Hibert. Um, you know, trying to fade Suckery. The problem is, I want to fade Suckery in the top half, but the second round. I mean, if Bedosa played her a little later on, I could really find some value uh, in her number. We talked about the about three six five numbers sitting at about thirty three to one and i'm and i thought well you might find more value in a rollover parlay you head over to unibet her number is 75 to one love it i don't see how i can't i i, I can get away from playing at least a tenth of a unit to a quarter unit on bedosa hibert 75 to one she beat suckery and the rest of this half you know bonaventure outdoors or pagula uh wong yafan against a qualifier after looking completely ridiculously terrible uh, in a home tournament against Nina Stojanovic. Uh, Mahova in the, is in the other quarter. Uh, Ostapenko, you never know. If she can get to a semi, I'd be scared. Like, if she gets to the semi, then I'm scared. Because when she goes deep at tournaments, she generally, you know, wins them. Buzarnescu coming off a long week. Tomjanovic coming off a long week. Vogel, a qualifier, another qualifier, playing uh, uh, Wong Yafan, or Yafan Wong. Um if she gets by Sucker, or Sucker even somehow loses to the qualifier, which would be ideal, seventy-five to one is a huge number just to get to the final, and and then it's it's hard to put her up against a player you can't hedge her against. Who in the bottom half of this draw goes up against Bedosa, who's in form, having won three or four matches that you know you you can't hedge against with with that much room to do it? I I think that um, I have no issue at all. Uh, backing her at 75 to 1 for a, a very small stake. I love that. And let's dive into that a little bit more just in terms of, you know, we've got some pretty disparate numbers. I'm looking at 33, you're taking 75. What is the lowest number you would need? 50, 40? Yeah, I'd look for at least um, uh, probably about 35, 40. Uh, 40. Okay. 33. Like 40. 33. The I had in mind. Yeah, 33 I look at, and I still think it's not the worst. Well, it is technically of the two prices I'm seeing at the books I use, the worst price. But I think that in that range, you might try and price out correct. a money line parlay that could surpass that. You're not going to get one. That's, I can't see you getting one that surpasses 75 to 1, even against, um, you know, she's uh, 2.1 or plus 110 against Teichman, or was when I bet her. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll probably be like plus 300 against Suckery. Then after that, um, you know, you can you might be able to find multiples to get her to 35. I don't think you're going to get her to 76 to 1 in five matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's huge value. You're not going to get better than that with a money line parlay uh, rolled over. So yeah, I think uh, I think that's the play. Is is uh, in the top half to oppose the the two favorites. And we talked about loving uh, Makova or Makova, whatever her name is or pronounced <laughs> her draw. If there's a Czech listener out there, please DM us, one of us. Um, uh, we love her draw, but 
and we love her, her her form and her ability on hard courts and the variety in her game, but I mean, the, the, the number is not there, so uh, it has to be a pass. And I think you're dead on here. The top half's really tough. You know, Fagul is one of my favorite players. She has some nice numbers on hard courts, but I'm seeing her priced. I think a 22 to 1 is what I was looking at. No way you can touch that. We love Wang Yafan, uh, but she's at 14 to 1 after an incredibly disappointing week last week. Got a pass on that. And then Tomjanovic coming off a long week. I think she's at 12 to 1. Mahova's again one of the favorites to win the tournament. I'm seeing seven. You're seeing as low as, you know, three or four. Um, you have to pass on everything, but I do like that. But Dosa number, I would want at least 40, but 75 is a dream. Huge, yeah. All right, bottom half. We've got Gasparian as the seven seed. God, I hope she's healthy. She probably won't be. Alexandrova, one of my favorites, is the two. They bookend the bottom half of the draw. Flipkins, Potapova, Begu, Lynette, Herzog, Christy Ahn, Plushkova the Lesser. Um, not nearly as much fun here in the bottom half, but a couple no names I think we liked. Um, I'll start with you again. What do you think about this bottom half? Any names stick out to you? Yeah, um, I won't steal your uh, your thunder because <laughs> um, I know you liked one, and I, I kind of saw it afterwards and said, yeah, you know what, that quarter is gorgeous uh, considering the surface uh, and, and the fact that it's played outdoors. I'm going to go with Potapova here, and I'm going to tail the one you're about to tell our listeners about as well. Uh, full disclosure, Potapova. I think Nalehan is a is a nice uh, first round match. She's a local wild card. She's Korean. Um, generally does very well at you know twenty five and some sixty k Asian ITF events. Not even close to a WT level player. I think Potapova um, is someone who struggled last week, and that I don't know if that might be baked into the price here. It's eighteen to one at three six five. I can get twenty to one at Unibet. And I think considering the fact that she should, honestly, she should not have a problem with her first round match at all. Uh, and then if she, again, it's it's one of those things where Magda Lynette, I think, is overvalued. And as a result, the potential second round opponent in Potapova is undervalued. So I'm always going to try and look for those mismatches and what I believe to be uh, mismatches anyway on price. You take a look at that the uh, the top half of that quarter. Margarita Gasparian retired her last match, has not looked good at all over the summer hardcourt swing. Tatiana Maria, someone I have no issue opposing uh, with a young player like uh, Sevastova. And then Alertova, who is is tall, you know, decent serve, but probably more of a clay player, ironically. And then, and then Flipkins, who might trouble her with the variety. But um, if she gets by Lynette... I like her to make the semis here, and you know, at twenty to one, I I, I have no issue at all playing that number. Twenty to one's a great number, and the number one that I liked was Alexandrova. I'm seeing twelve to one. Yeah, I'll keep searching around, but numbers, but a qualifier. Then she's looking at maybe Pliskova the lesser. Then she's looking at maybe Christian or Herzog if she maybe red lines for that match. But you gotta love her on hard courts for those first three matches. That's a dream of a draw. And at twelve to one, she walks into the semifinals, and I think I will take some Potapova. I think there's a good chance we have both of the semifinals here in the bottom half. Yeah, and you know what? I think that with Herzog uh, outdoors, uh, look, Bashinsky off clay is is not going to be someone that scares me with Alex Drova. She's got a qualifier early. Uh, you know, she's almost definitely going to face Christina Pliskova in the second round. Yep. Uh, again, Herzog and Pliskova. I think Alex Drova is going to dominate those baseline rallies. Um, Plushkova and Herzog are going to use those those serves and that height to, to you know, they're going to win their free points on first serve. But once the rallies are extended and it comes to pure, uh, you know, ground game, I think Alex Drove is just going to control almost every rally uh, and bully them um, around the court. And and I, I do think that she gets to the semis. And 12 to 1 is very nice. She's only 8 to 1 at Unibet. And I think that's much more appropriate. Uh, but to get, you know, $4. four uh, a value on the outright market there at bet 365 is something I think you got to take uh, take a nice little stab at. All right, any more thoughts from an outright perspective before we jump through some first round matches? Mm-mm. Bob, the first round. Babosh uh, minus 455 against someone named Christian. I'm not really sure who that is. Do you have any thoughts? No, I I mean isn't this I think you're looking at the uh, the qualifiers still here. Oh, I'm sorry. Those are qualifiers. Uh, yeah. But we'll talk about it since I brought it up. May as well. We'll see if, you know, by, by the time this is posted, there's there's probably going to be some, uh, well, there will be a few hours for some of these matches. I've got nothing on that Christian match. She's more of a clay player. Yeah. Christy on minus 159 against Bachinski, plus 127. That looks about right to me. Might even be a little cheap on on, but I'm probably going to pass. How about you? Uh, I think this is an overreaction to the U.S. Open mini run, and I think that I'm, I'm a, hey, touchdown Knowles, baby. Woo! <laughs> 
<laughs> Go Knowles, baby! Tomahawk Nation! Back to tennis. Um, That's right. No, all I the think... way from Toronto, the world, Canada's biggest hey, Florida State fan. Fam lives in Florida, right? Fam lives in Florida. So, um, yeah, sorry. Bashinsky is uh, a, uh, I think, a, a good vet. And I think that, that the slicing and the dicing and the, the variety could really trouble on um, who I don't know, who has always had problems reigning in that power and avoiding errors. So, uh, if anything, I'd go Bashinsky here. I think there's a bit of an overreaction to Christian, but uh, I'm going to pass here. There's a, there's, a, there's a much better spots. Flipkins minus 200, Alertova plus 161. A tennis coach against a tennis player. The player, however, does not seem to like this surface. I, I think I pulled up her whole break on hard courts, and it was in the 70s. Ooh. So, you know, got a pass on that. Uh, yeah, I... That, I was going to say, don't you think there might somehow be some value on Flipkins here, especially with her variety against a tall, you know, not great mover in Alertova. I think stylistically we see, you know, numbers-wise we see an advantage for Flipkins. Stylistically we see an advantage. I'm almost wondering if minus 200 is, you know, value, whether you want to parlay it or if you prefer to play spreads. So I'm looking here, and we've only got nine matches in the last 52 weeks at the WTA level for Miss Aller. Vertova, um, her hold percentage is 55. Her break percentage is 11. That is that's, poor. That's brutal for see. She's she's not a great mover. She's not a great returner. She's, you know, a taller, lankier player, I believe. And uh, for her not to be able to hold more than 55% of the time speaks volumes. Yeah, I think Flipkins is a parlay piece is safe. I'd avoid spreads because she's one to kind of pack away and, and tuck away a set if she's not going to win it. Fair, but you know what? And and look at look at her last week in Hiroshima um, or Hiroshima. I'm st- listening to you too much now oh is it hiroshima that's the way we say it i don't know maybe in american schools you you teach about i'll say hiroshima you'll have celsius i'll have fahrenheit that's right y'all nuked hiroshima i guess it was right y'all is ours by the way (laughs) y'all is the south um so flipkins beat samsonova who i actually really like young russian hitting player and then she took a set before she lost to van utbank on hard so i think even though it's one and one last week coming from hiroshima to seoul uh, I think that's in form, if that makes any sense. Yeah. The, the, like, that's a you can say, she, considering who she's playing, I think I am going to play Flipkins now uh, on the spread, c- considering the stylistic advantage, the numbers advantage, the fact that Flipkins is having an, an okay week. She beat uh, Zhen Yu Wang at the U.S. Open, who I really like as a young player, withdrew from qualifiers. I had a huge bet on her. Uh, voided she withdrew before the match which i guess is better than her playing injured and then finishing it out losing like one and one and then me losing a ton of money so i'll take it um but outside of her johanna larson loss at the u.s open she's looked pretty decent she won two matches in qualifying lost that to larson but then was a lucky loser and won you know six three seven five is is no slouch of a result i believe she covered the spread against andreescu who ended up winning that title uh or at least pushing it you know, beating Samsonova and then taking a set off Van Utbank. I think that's a sneaky little play here for, uh, I think Flipkins is probably a, a, a decent play in Seoul. But Dosa, plus 102 now. I know both of us took her, so we'll get to a better yeah. question in a second. Teichman minus 127. So I know I'm on Badosa. I know you're on Badosa. I think you've got plus 110. I got like plus 105 or something. What would you line this match? Oh. I can't believe how much respect Teichman is getting on hard courts this summer. This happened, where was it? Uh, remember when I said uh, I was going to be all over Meritons minus four and a half games and I had zero worries about right. that spread, despite the fact that it was over the key number of four? Yep. Yeah. Uh, how did that go? I believe Meritons beat her like two and two. I think that what, was, that would have been the U.S. Open. But yeah, yeah, she it was blew two her and off two. the court. Right. Teichman's on the wrong surface. It's It completely makes no sense. I mean, not only is this the wrong woman favored, I, I think I'm looking at Bedosa like minus 150. I, mean, uh, I think that's... Uh, uh, I think that's generous. I'm closer to minus 180. Bedosa is is a you know tall-ish five nine, which for you know women's tennis play women in general is tall. Women tennis players, not that tall, but it's a lot taller than a lot of the pushers, including I believe Teichman. Yep. Um, they're both clay players. Let's sort that out. I get it. But there's one that's competent on hards, and there's one that's not. And the one that's competent on hards right now is plus money. And I I just don't understand it. This has happened a few times. The bookies have got me a few times by, you know, giving me huge plus money on Bedosa. But long run, I don't think that I'm, I'm you know, losing more than I'm winning with these numbers. It's it's madness to me that uh, that she's above 500 on hards this year. Um, one of those was, of course, the ITF where she went to the final in Bernie. But she beat one of the young Chinese Wong. She beat Tormo 4-1. Uh, lost the Tormo. finals, uh, you know, in two tie breaks. 
she qualified for the Australian Open, including a win over uh, an easy win over Arlotova, who's in this field, by the way. And then Kostyuk, who's a, a good young Ukrainian player. I, I'm just looking at these kind of uh, results on outdoor hards, and I'm not at all scared away from this line, especially considering who she's playing. I think she dictates points. I think she'll break a ton. Um, you know, I thought that four and a half was disrespectful to Mertens in the U.S. Open, and I think Bedosa's money line being plus money is disrespectful to the Spaniard here. Totally. Lynette, minus 300 against Begu. Begu, plus 230. I guess that's right. It's probably a little yep. too heavy on Lynette, but yep. I, no way you go near Begu. Agree with both those statements. Pegula, minus 217. Bonaventure, plus 171. If this was last year, I would have bet Bonaventure, but she has had a very rough year. I like Pegula a lot. That's probably a good number. Mm-hmm. What do you think? If this was indoors, uh, I wouldn't get this line, but if I did, it would be probably a max bet, a plus 170 max bet. Yeah, if it was indoors, on Bonaventure, sure. yeah. Pliskova the lesser is uh, minus fourteen twenty nine um, against Choi, who's plus eight hundred. I feel the need to bet Choi just out of respect for the fact that no one should ever be minus fourteen hundred in a women's tennis match. What do you think? Who the heck is Choi? Like honestly, you know me. I love watching my small lane players. I love going over the ITF results. I I get it. This is a twenty four year old. This is not an eighteen seventeen eighteen year old. You got to be careful. That's on the up and coming. She's ranked eight hundred two in the world at twenty four years old. And she's playing primarily 15K ITF. She played Yang Wu. I mean, she won the ITF uh, in August. Or no, last week in September. She won yeah. Yang Wu. Um, you know, but these aren't even giving you WTA points. These are ITF points. Uh, yeah, non Thaburi 4. Non Thaburi in Thailand. Um, this was This was a big one for her. This was a... 25k event she won two matches to get in and then lost five and four in the first round who are you like why on earth is is this the best you can do for wild cards nale han and jihee Choi? oh but, boy but, but eight to one come on man it's such a good number that's an outright price she can't win a match above the 15k <laughs> oh my God. itf level i know i know it's just ridiculous i it's- mean there's there's big odds and then there's value and i think this is just big odds <laughs> Gasparian's minus 110. Maria, for all intents and purposes, minus 110. I would love to bet Margarita Gasparian. Yeah. All she does is get injured. Please get healthy. Please go see whatever doctor you need to. Go to Germany and get the Kobe knee treatment. Get one of those tanks that freezes you at night or something, or whatever Terrell Owens was using to fix his knee before the Super Bowl. Come on, Margarita. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, I, I don't want to tell you how long I had this typed out on my... Uh... Uh, my subscriber account there staring at the screen before I hit tweet and then had to go back and delete it. Like, I want to bet this so bad, but like, that's my heart saying this number is a great number, but all the kind of logic and, and handicapping you have to put into a bet just isn't there to support it. So, um, if you're looking for some degen action on round one and like you want high volume and you're gonna, you know. So the four or five, maybe six bets we're going to give you tonight aren't good enough. Then there's your seventh, right? Like, yep. There's your there's your D-Gen bet where I think she's the way she's the way better player, um, and you're getting you know a pick'em. I just I, it's it's hard, I don't know how you can do it. But if you're looking for some D-Gen action and not looking for you know you know plus EV and you just want to play like a quarter unit and to watch some tennis late at night, that's the one to do it on. She's minus one hundred five at Pinnacle. Much and or Mahova, minus 204 against Van Utvang, plus 162. That feels about right. Maybe a little value mm-hmm. on Van Utvang, but that, that number looks good. Anything bad? Agreed. Nope. Potapova, minus 213 against Han, plus 170. That's probably just about right. Maybe the worst, you know, if you wanted to take Flipkins at 200, put it with Machova and Potapova, all three of them around minus 200, that wouldn't be the worst idea. What do you think? I'm on Potopova's spread, minus three and a half games here. Yeah. Uh, I just think she's got too much hitting for, for Han. I don't think she makes enough errors for Han to kind of uh, break down. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, play Potopova here to take out Nalayan. Vogele, or Vogel, or anyway, plus Vogela. 348 against Tom Lianovich, minus 476. Um, if it was really anybody else but Stephanie, I wouldn't think about the number given Tom Lianovich's long week, but I'm going to pass. How about you? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The, lo- right. the long week kind of pushes me away. Plus three fifty seems nice. Uh, I'm not sure on hard courts if she really matches up, and I think that the fatigue fade um, may be better served uh, in the the second round with 
you know, uh, qualifier or Buzarnescu, who's also going to be on a fatigue fade, though. So, you know, if you get if you, the best case scenario here is to pass on Buzarnescu in the qualifier, pass on Tomjanovic Vogela, hope they both win. And then when Makova gets them in, or Van Hootvank, or even Ostapenko gets them in the quarterfinals, hammer that fatigue fade. All right, any other thoughts on Seoul before we jump into the bigger event in not Tokyo? No, but uh, before we do, kind of like a little intermission chatter here, uh, Tennis Abstract has switched things up. Oh, yeah. Anyone who bets tennis should be should be on this website. I don't hate it. I just think, logically speaking, why take away filters that existed before. I get that the information is all still there, and it just takes a, a minute to get used to the new layout. But where are my are my annual filters. Why can't I see their stats in 2018 versus 2017 versus 2019? Compare progression versus regression. Why am I forced into the last 52? That's my only complaint. Um, Mr. Sackman, I'm pretty sure, does not listen to this podcast. But if he did, and if he does, which again, he doesn't, but please bring us back the annual filters. I like to see that progression regression. Um, I like to see uh, the form. It's a great way to see form on a surface without having to go to Explorer and you know skip all the clay matches between the two hardcourt seasons um yeah I, I i do like the annual filters and i'd love that back although the last 52 will still have that um kind of form thing but yeah that that's my only complaint before i move on to it's just so nice to, for me to have the points points data in there yes it's that's so live betting nice to have that it's so nice to have it for the for the whole break stuff and not have to do that weird little trick so i'm a big fan of the upgrade i know that that one little thing is is something that's near and dear to your heart but i'm sure you'll figure it out Oh yeah, you know what the live the the data for live betting with the the breakback numbers um, that's incredible. If you're looking at uh, you know a favorite who is down a break three one in the first set, and you're wondering should I should I play it should I not? If your eye test is saying, you know her the the game she was broken and she went to deuce and then she had break points in the other in the opponent service games. Yeah, that kind of tells you that it's super close. And if you're getting even money on a favorite to win the first set take her to come back and then you can now you've got some nice data there as well from tennis abstract how often do they recover the breaks uh how often do they do it right away that kind of thing so i think that that the uh the change is is welcome in some respects for sure especially uh for those who like to uh live bet tennis all right you ready to talk through not tokyo yes we're in osaka folks not tokyo because we spent at least five to ten minutes in prep time trying to find the Tokyo tournament or whatever this is. But it turns out that the Pan Pacific Open, formerly in Tokyo, will be played in Osaka this year. and may have been in Osaka last year, but we'll go back through some past champions. Karolina Pliskova beat Naomi Osaka last year. Caroline Wozniacki beat Pavla Yuchenkova the year before that. Osaka finished second again in 2016, losing to... Wozniacki, the winner that year, Rodwanski in 2015, Ivanovich in 2014, and that's the five winners since this became a premier event. Uh, three-time finalist in the last five years, Caroline Wozniacki, nowhere to be seen here. She must be studying hard at Harvard. It's so nice that she's uh, reading books and, and taking notes. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, good for her. <laughs> Naomi Not <Osaka>. too much. <laughs> Naomi Osaka is the top seed with a pretty much a dream draw here in the top half of the tournament. Sevastova is the sixth seed, kind of bookends it there. We've got Merton, Shea, Muguruza, Georgie, Sloan, Stevens, we think, Martic, Seva, Habino, and a bunch of qualifiers. But, oh, man, Jorge, what a beautiful, beautiful draw this is for Osaka. If she doesn't make the finals here, are you going to be disappointed? Uh, hugely. Um plus 350 at bet 365 i'm like well maybe univet was stupid enough to give me like plus 450 plus 500 nah plus 250 250 at univet um i mean yeah, they're buy, saying she qualifier, wins fire beat up martich maybe Goodness. mertens i mean come on yeah it makes i get it it makes sense um i just i, I was really really hoping for even a, a five to one here because i think that uh she's got a beautiful path to the finals you know Putin Seva and Mardich, tired Mardich, as you mentioned. Sloan Stevens, who never does anything. Qualifier or Mercurial, ball bashing Georgie. I think Muguruza's got a too tough of a first round match. I think Mertens and Sevastova can beat each other up. And her first two matches are against a qualifier, another qualifier, or now Habino, who is, by the way, also on a fatigue fade somehow. Rarely say that about now Habino, but, you know, now Habino's on a fatigue fade here. 
I think what my plan might be is to wait after the first round and see if the outrights are still up anywhere, because I think you get pretty much the same price. And the, the goal here would be, let's hope Putinseva takes out Martich in the first round, and that Sevastova takes out Mertens in the first round, and yeah. then this is even infinitely easier. I don't see one player she could even possibly lose to, and I might jump in at even 3-1 to one at that point. What do you think of that idea? But you're already at 3.5-1. to one. If you lose Mertens and Martich... I don't see how that number gets any better unless well, it people... doesn't get worse is my point. I think whatever number it is right now is going to be the same number after round one. Does after well, because he knows he has a buy. The number should assume that she's in the second round already. Right, but then if you if you ease her her path to the final, I think that you can see that fall to like plus three. Oh, you said plus three hundred. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's what if I mean. If it falls Maybe to plus three hundred, right. then, then yeah, that makes sense. If it, if it points. All right. Bottom half, you know, some more fun names here. Madison Keys, the five seed. Kiki Burton's the two seed. Pavly Yachenkova, Yastremska, Mladenovic, Doi, Garcia, Vekic, Kerber, Risk, Puig. Keys, the aforementioned, and Daria Kasatkina here fill out what is actually, I think, going to be a pretty fun quarter. Um, you and I were talking beforehand. Um, what do you you want to talk about, Vekic or Yastremska? Uh, I want to talk about Yastremska. I think. All right, then go. I think Yaz has a nice first-round match against Adiform Pavlyuchenkova. Um, I'm playing her as a, a single bet there as well as an outright. I'm doubling down right from the start on her. Um, so we can, you know my thoughts on that match once we get to the single <laughs> individual match analysis. Uh, I'm not I'm not in too intimidated by Kiki Burton's on outdoor hards. So I'm not too, too worried about um, her getting through there. Yastrzemski can get hit with her. Uh, she can serve with her. And I think you know, you'll get dog money. I might end up like doubling down two or three times this turn on Yastrzemska. I don't know. Uh, well, I do. I mean, her game and the potential for these courts to, to be quick, you know, as a lot of the Asian uh, swing courts are. But I am bullish on Yastrzemska this week. Um, you know, number in the double digits in a tournament where, you know, Madison Keys, you never know what you're going to get. Monica Puig qualifier, Allison Risk qualifier, out of form Kerber. Uh, Vekic Garcia, and if Garcia knocks out Vekic, oh boy, does this uh, bottom half look decent. If she, it's again, it's always dependent on that one round with Burton's, and if she takes out Burton's, her number is going to drop precipitously. Yeah, I know we always talk halves in these smaller events, but look at what would be the third quarter keys: Kasatkina, Puig qualifier, risk qualifier by Kerber. I have no faith in any of those people, and there's enough big names to throw off the numbers. I like Vekic. I think Vekic cruises through Garcia. Doi Mladenovic should be no problem. And I know Yastremska should beat Burtons, but at least Vekic gets to wait run round for that possible match. And the, the price is a little better on Vekic, too, 18-1. to 1. Well, um, for you. Well, yeah, that's right. Make sure you double-check. But I'm looking at 18 for Vekic, 14 for Yastremska. What do you think of that match specifically? What would you line a Vekic-Yastremska match in the third round here? Well, we preface it by saying 365 has that. And then again, a huge discrepancy here once again at Unibet. 11 to 1 for Vekic, 20 to 1 for Yastremska. There you go. Uh, so you can get 20 to 1 on Yastremska, which yeah, you should I, take both. I love. Uh, yes, you should. I, right, I do, do think both get through. And I think that Barrington's um, somehow at 25 to 1 tells you all you need to know. Um, you know, I'm now I'm looking at Burton's 25 to 1 and saying, is she, oh you know, and Kasatkina, 25 to 1. How is Burton's the same? I, somehow Unibet has gone all wonky on these prices. They've got uh, Vekic way more likely to win. And if you mix and match your books, um, Vekic at 18 to 1, Yastrzemska at 20 to 1, and Burton's at 25 to 1. Do you not have an 18 to 1 finalist in there? Like, do you see anyone else in this half? No. Other than Keys, who's mm -hmm. in... Uh, Kerber's so out of form. I... That's three people, and I know two are set to play each other in the second round. You Strimsky and Burtons, I get it, but you have, and you know they're all in the same quarter, and that's probably why they're all you know a, a somewhat elevated. But I think that quarter, the, whoever wins that quarter, goes to the final, and uh, you're sitting with an eighteen to one or better ticket. Um, all three of those numbers are appealing to me. If Madison Keys makes the finals, you can DM me at underscore noops, and I will send you a dollar or donate five dollars to a charity of your choice. If you take the dollar, you're a terrible person. That's right. Um, so the Vekic, I love that Vekic number. I love that Yastrzemska number. I'm staying away from Burton. She's been real up and down, and you know I try. You to, don't try, bet try Kiki Burton's. Burton's matches. It's yeah. it's just for the betterment of everybody. But we got those three there. <laughs> Any other thoughts here from an outright perspective before we blow through some first round well, matches? Well, Shay is fifty to one, and I'm playing her first round against Muguruza. I can tell you that. Um, does she beat Sevastova, or is the Latvian just 
better so at that. Is there. Okay. Uh, either way, I think I think Mertens or Sevastova are smart enough and experienced enough to handle Shea's junk and move forward. But you know, let's say okay, fair enough. Uh, but at the same time, she's plus one fifty or plus one forty against Muguruza. She'll be what plus one forty again against Mertens yeah. or Sevastova. Against Stevens, she'll be you know plus one twenty five. Something like that. Oh no. I think Steven still gets the name credit, but I like where you're going with this. But can you get above 50 to 1? Well, especially once you get to Osaka. Osaka, even though Shea's beaten her right. a couple times this year, will still be minus 250. Okay, but you're assuming that, you know, one, Stevens gets there to give you the value you need on the, the money line rollover parlay. And that assumption, considering she's playing Georgie, uh, is, is not a safe bet. Um, you, you're guaranteed to probably have her as a dog in the second round. That's the nice part. You get two rounds of guaranteed uh, plus money and most likely plus money uh, unless Osaka somehow shockingly crashes out before the semis. She's at home. She's in her namesake city. Uh, she has done well here before. So there's no reason to think Osaka won't be in that semi. But I'm, I'm trying to construct a path where Shea gets above 50 to one. I don't think she does it. It's a good and, number, but she was so bad last week. I mean, I don't know if she's hundred yeah. percent, but and I think you know you're what? The right. path, Mathematically, it's a good number. The path is difficult though, too. That's the other thing is you can bet a number because it's better than betting the money line rollover. But does she, does she win this tournament? 2% of the time is the question. And I mean, I can make a case for yes, because 2% is such a low number. And this is the WTA, I can make a case for if you have to beat Muguruza and then Mertens and then Stevens and then Osaka and then, uh, you know, Burtons or Vekic, you're playing potentially five top 20, 25 players in the world. That's not easy to do. And I think that's ultimately why her number is so elevated. Yeah, that was a good breakdown. Ready for some first rounders? These are all slam champions, by the way. Uh, other than Merton Sevastova, Merton's just made a semi. Mm. Muguruza's won slams. Merton's has been to a slam semi. Stevens has won a slam. Osaka's won slams. And then in the bottom half, no one, or, you know, Kerber. If you play Kerber, you could play four slam champions to win it. So, yeah, I'm going to pass on Shea. But, yeah, I'm All ready right. to move on. Karumi Nara at home in front of the home crowd, plus 240 against Alizé Cornet. I'll probably talk myself into that at some point, but I'm not quite there yet. What do you think? Um, Nope. No, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, this is, what is, yeah, okay, so this is final round qualies. That did um, it again. <laughs> no worries. I think I think there's value in one of these numbers, and I, I don't mind talking about it. So, Well, why don't you pick the one you like then? Uh, Whitney Osegway against Nicole Gibbs. I think I was Gibbs looking is, at that, 156 has been half, half, Yeah, half decent. Um, I have no problem backing the young American... Uh, very talented. Before Coco Goff burst onto the scene, I think you know Whitney was one of those players everyone was looking at as, oh, can she do it? I know she potentially prefers the clay, and she hasn't. She lost to Gibbs at the New Haven Challenger badly, um, one and three, and I think that's the result of this number. She was plus one fifteen in that match, lost six one six three, and now she's plus one sixty at some books. So a huge overreaction there. Um, and you know how I feel about head-to-head, even if it was just a week and a half ago. You know how I feel about. I don't. The well, I won't bring stuff. that up. You seem to be in a good headspace. So yes. everyone, look look at Osigwe. I like that. That's a really good good now, look. That should be much closer to even. Also, look who she just beat. She won six four five seven six two against uh, Leila Annie Fernandez, the Canadian, who won the Junior French Open, I believe, this year. Um, incredible young player. I'm really looking forward to her. I mean, between Shapovalov, Ojeliasim, her, and Bianca Andreescu, I don't know what Tennis Canada is doing, but, you know, huge props to them. That was a great match, and for them to have been pitted against each other in the first round of qualifying, like not even playing for a main draw spot, I wanted to see both those young women in the main draw. Two teenagers, very talented, both can play on uh, multiple surfaces, and I think that uh, it was a shame they played each other. That's a great win for uh, Whitney Segway. And so I don't mind taking her here against Gibbs. Love that look. All right, now let's finally jump into the first round. Keys minus 310, and I would love to fade her if it wasn't anybody else. But mm-hmm. Daria Kasatkina mm-hmm. at plus 247. Pass. Yeah, pass. Agreed. Mertens minus 135 against Sevastova and or Sevastova plus 110. That'll be a fun match. That line looks about right Perfect. to me. Maybe a little yeah. value in the dog, but I'll pass. I would say the op- I, I 
So I'm going to agree with you here, but we're going to play, uh, since I'm working in politics right now, we're going to play the political game. Mm. We agree that it's lined about right, but you're sitting on the center on one side saying you think there's value. I think I'm on the center centrist other side where I think that Merton's has probably a shade of value. But I think in the end, we both come to the agreement that it's a pass. Yeah, if, if I think we're feeling that way, it's got to be just about right. Yeah. Denovich minus 208, Doi plus 170. Kind of thinking about Doi at that price, but coming off a long week, probably have to pass. What do you think? Yeah, two women coming off nice weeks um, in, was it Hiroshima they were this week? Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I think that uh, this is lined about right. Um, I wouldn't want to oppose Kiki with the week she's had this week. Uh, Martich, Martich beat her down, but Martich is a much better player, so uh, I would pass there. I think we're both on Shea here. I got plus mm-hmm. 144. I think you did a little better, maybe plus 150. Um, gotta love the brain advantage here against Muguruza. Is that what you were excited about? I got worse than you. I got plus 140. Ooh, look um, at me. I very rarely get a better line you than you. Go. You know what? I've, I've been, I've chatted with American subscribers and anyone, any of them who listen to this can confirm. A lot of times when I play the high dog money, um, they actually get 10 to 15 cents. When I play favorite spreads, I always get better lines than them. Your spread American odds are books, incredible. Five dimes, um, bet online, those Check kinds out of things. They shade, great. they shade favorites in, intensely. That yeah, probably parlay uh, protection. And I think a, I think a lot of it a for that and b because Americans don't watch as much tennis. Like there are some hardcore guys that we know watch a ton of tennis. Um, you know Jimmy uh, Jimmy D. Um, watches a ton of it but he's the exception not the rule i think a lot of americans tennis betters generally parlay favorites together and so they shade huge towards the favorites and it, it has allowed the plus where i'll get plus 200 on a dog that i really like i'll have the subscribers messaging saying man i'm getting plus 230 right yeah, like yeah. huge uh, discrepancy there and i think that um we're seeing that here with shea you know once again the american books giving you five maybe you know four five six cents extra in order to protect themselves against that favorite bet putin save a minus i'm sorry putin save a plus 134 martich minus 161 probably like putin save it with martich coming off the long week but i don't think there's enough juice in that lemon for me to squeeze it what do you think well um her line's been hammered um from this morning to now and i missed the best number because it was while i was sleeping that's the tough thing sometimes with these early and late season uh plays she opened plus 171 at 719 a.m. at Pinnacle. Within Got five minutes, crushed. I didn't get up till about 845. Five oh, minutes later, that's a miracle. she was down to 148 um, within five minutes. Again, 23-cent movement right off the bat. Uh, very low liquidity, and someone obviously hammered it for probably the limit. Um, and I got her there at plus 148. Uh, and then she went to plus 147, plus 140, plus 137. Now she's only down to plus 128. I don't think... I think there's value down to plus 125 just because she's a tricky player. She doesn't mind, you know, the big serve coming at her. She's not going to be scared by Mardich's ground game. Mardich is coming off a long week. And if there's one player you don't want to see for, you know, that can drag matches out for three hours and three sets with 30 ball rallies, it's Yulia Putinseva. Um, I, I would not be surprised if they split the first two sets and Mardich was dead tired, knew that, you know, they, there could be another hour in front of her and just packed in and lost 6-2 in the third so I think there's value down to plus 125 here on Putin Seva just because of the fatigue factor. Uh, but right now you're only getting three cents of value. Like you said, is that enough uh, juice to squeeze out of the lemon? Probably not. It was at plus 148, that's for sure. Uh, and whoever got plus 71, if that sharp happens to listen to this podcast, which they don't because they're probably betting, you know, tens of thousands on these things. Touche, my friend. Bravo. I wish I was up at 7.19 a.m. and beat you to it. That That is a huge number. Well, thank you for extending my bad lemon analogy. Vekic, <laughs> minus 238 against Garcia, plus 191. The sad, sad season of Caroline Garcia continues. Uh, this number looks right to me. What do yeah, you think? I was, th- exact, I was just going to say, is this number looks right to me, and is there no bigger condemnation of 2019, the 2019 version of Caroline Garcia, than the fact that a plus 190 on hard courts against anyone looks about right? Ugh. That speaks volumes. Last year, we'd have taken her plus 90, 191 against anyone. Anyone. Right. Any, exactly. any single player on earth. And now we're looking at it and going, yeah, that's On any right. surface. On any surface. She can play all the surfaces, too. Ugh. Or could. Used to be able to. 
Yastremsko minus 189. Pavly Yuchenkova plus 156. I heard you were on Yastremsko already. I agree with mm. that. That's a great parlay piece, and I think a spread. And even if you can sell some games there, like, what's the spread? Yastremsko minus three, three and a half? Yeah, unfortunately, with women's tennis, you, you can get, like, with men's tennis, if you're at minus 200, you can get a minus two and a half, three easily. But with women's tennis, because breaks are so much more prevalent, um, when you're even at this number of, what, minus 205 or something, yeah. your spread's three and a half games. And it's um, at it's even money at bet 365. They didn't have it open. When I placed it, I placed it, I think, minus 110 or uh, minus, no, minus 105, I think, at, uh, at Pinnacle. So I'm uh, earlier today, yeah, one point nine six minus one hundred five at Pinnacle at three and a half games, and I was really hoping to have it at three. Yeah, but three is juiced, so um, you can get it even money right now at Bet three six five. Uh, so take advantage of the one in forty times they have the best price. I would even look to sell. I wonder. I, I'm looking at Pinnacle. I don't see a price for minus five for minus five and a half games. There's no, a chance they, the Strems could just rolls. They do. I think they do uh, five half four and a half game at, intervals. At, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing minus four and a half plus one twenty three. I would even, I think I would stretch it out to even five and a half. See what number you get there, but I would look for something like that. Yeah, that's the thing is they'll do four and a half, four, three and a half, three and two and a half. Yeah, uh, they'll do five half game intervals. I wish they would go up to like seven or eight, another one or two on each side, and just really give us that option to sell. But um, you know, if you like that, if you like minus five, that's really hard to cover in three sets. So the two nothing line there is plus 132 at unibet really yeah to win two nothing really? is plus 132 oh my gosh hit that that number has come down it was it, it opened at plus 135 hmm. um and stayed there for uh what seven hours eight right, hours I'm gonna, so i'm gonna go grab some of that well can you what's yours i don't let me see what i this is only unibet uh, everyone else is around plus 125 all right bookmaker 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 do we have a yastremska line yet i do have a yastremska line let me there see you if go. they've got a 2-0 line Yastremska minus one and a half sets plus one fifteen, so not as good as you, but right. So the and and the most books are at plus one twenty five. Unibet gives you an extra seven yeah. cents on that dollar, um, and you know it's only been bet down three cents from the opener, despite the fact that it's seven cents. It's still seven cents off the rest of the market, and it opened ten cents off, and people still haven't bet it down to the the market price. So there's still plenty of room there if if you like the two, the the minus one and a half sets. Uh, there's definitely room to go in there and and find value over the rest of the market. All right. Anything else to add before we wrap? Yeah, my knolls suck again. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Please give us a follow on Twitter at NetworthPod. Give us a rating and review. And, and reach out to us with any of your thoughts and comments. We'd love to know what you like to hear, what you like, what you don't like. And uh, have a great week. Good luck in all <laughs> your wagers. <laughs>